You're listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan, marketing, branding, and building an online community to help you grow your business as a healthcare professional. Featured on the Emmy Award-winning daytime talk show, The Doctors, and America's business magazine, Forbes, Dr. Yazdan gives you insight on how she's cracked the code to social media and how to use it as a way to make your business more profitable. And now... Dr. Yazdan. Hello, healthcare professionals. Today's topic is fabulous. We're going to be talking about dealing with difficult people in the workplace. And actually this morning, I'm having a little bit of a situation with some difficult people in the workplace. So this is a perfect episode. But to tell you the truth, the inspo for this episode came from one of my coaching clients. We had a session about this and she literally told me that I need to make this a podcast episode. So here we are. I feel like this is a common theme that comes up with a lot of my coaching clients. This is something I've dealt with myself for many, many years of my career. And so I'm sure this is something that will definitely help you too. Also, my last piece of advice in this episode will probably make you laugh. I can't believe I'm actually going to share this publicly, but I am because I really think it's going to help you. So a difficult person, and for the purpose of this podcast episode, we aren't going to talk about patients because that's a different topic and the way to handle that is different. But for this episode, we're talking about an employee. If you're an associate, maybe your boss, an office manager, anyone you work with that is difficult for you to be around. So not necessarily a patient, just a coworker. I'm also referring to, in some cases, as a practice owner, you may have employees that you inherited with the business that you have now. And maybe you have decided to keep some of those people on and even if they feel difficult because you just aren't ready to part with them yet. So that's a big one that happens really often. You inherit difficult people that don't necessarily match who you want in your practice, but they know the ins and outs of the business or they have a close relationship with a lot of the patients and you're just not ready to let them go just yet. So you want to get your feet off the ground first and that's okay. Just decide the reasons that you're keeping that person and identify why you think they're difficult and then accept them as they are. But yeah, anyone you work with that feels difficult to work with, but that you're stuck with anyone you feel like you have to walk on eggshells around. That's who we're talking about in this episode. I used to have an entire team of people who I felt like I had to walk on eggshells around. It was awful. So I have a lot of experience with this. Here's the best way to deal with them. You're going to think I'm actually crazy to say this, but hear me out. First of all, I want you to consider that there are no difficult people. There are just people that do things and that say things. And sometimes what they do or what they say seems wrong to us. For example, maybe this person is constantly picking on you and telling you what to do and what not to do. And it's like, you just can't do anything right in their eyes, no matter what. Everything you do or don't do seems wrong to them and they make sure that you hear about it and you start thinking, oh God, here we go again. Why are they saying this to me or how could they be saying this to me or thinking how what they're saying or doing is so abnormal and that you would never do or say those things. Like I've had coaching clients tell me things that they're like, I just don't understand how anybody could ever say this to another human. And I myself have had employees that have said things to me where I've had the same thoughts. Like, are you kidding me? Like, how could you actually verbalize those things or react this way in public? It's, it's fascinating. So what's fascinating is you want them to stop judging you for all the things that you're doing, but you're doing the exact same thing as them. If you're judging them on what they're saying and what they're doing, 
You're, you're literally doing what they're doing, right? So let me give an example, because this probably sounds a little confusing. I just want to clarify. So this is a specific example from a client. She was using these specific pieces of paper to write reminders for herself on them. She created this entire protocol for herself that was working really well for her and her practice. And the office manager kept coming up to her all day. And in my client's words, was picking on her for all of the things that day. And then she started commenting that she shouldn't be using that specific paper to make her notes and that she should be using different paper. And literally my client was like, oh my gosh. This is such a pointless conversation. She's picking on me for everything today, even the paper that I'm using to write my reminders on. But I pointed out to her that even though I'd probably agree that whatever paper she was using isn't that important, the office manager thought that it was. She felt it was important to not use that specific paper for a specific reason, which made no sense to my client. And she wanted her to know that. My client wanted to stop being judged for everything she was doing all day long. But what's interesting is that my client was judging the office manager for communicating this with her. Here's the thing. It only takes one person to change in a relationship for the entire relationship to change. And we can't change other people. I've tried. <laughs> it does not work. So if I knew how to change people, that would be great. But we can't. But we can change ourselves. We can change how we see things how we interpret things, how we react to things. So if someone in your workplace is constantly making you feel bad, then you are dependent on them to change in order for you to feel good. You don't want that to be the case ever. And when we change, everything around us changes. I'm telling you, you can put me in a workplace with any single person, even all the people I've worked with before that I have said are difficult, and I can have the best time. We have to let people be who they are, not be surprised by what they say to us or what they do, especially when this person has shown you that this is who they are. Don't be in resistance of who this person is. When we are in resistance, we continue to be surprised by the person when they don't change. And that becomes really frustrating to us. And every time something happens, we are in disbelief about it and only we can feel the effect of that, right? So ultimately they get to be who they want say what they want and do what they want. And I want to emphasize here that if this is someone in the practice that you don't want around, you get to choose to let them go. But if you're keeping them out of fear, then that's on you. Or if you've decided to keep them for whatever reason, that's on you. There was a point in my career where I kept employees that shouldn't be there for a way longer period of time than I should have, but I chose to keep them there. And I knew that. And I knew the reasons that I wanted to keep them there for that time period. And I was okay with it. So I had to manage myself around and, and accept who they were and the things that they did and the errors that would happen and the things that they would say and the way that they would react. I accepted those things as part of who they were and I didn't try to change them. Trying to change them makes everything so much more difficult. You don't want to do that. You just, you can't change them. You don't want to depend on them for your happiness, for your mental sanity, for your well-being. But if you can change yourself, then you just rely on yourself to make yourself feel better. Does that make sense? So if you're keeping them because you think you have to, you never have to. Find out why you're keeping them and be honest with yourself and like your reason for it. Of course, when I work with my clients, I teach them how to manage employees. But if you're keeping someone around and they are difficult to you, just understand your reasons for keeping them and accept that reason. I recently was coaching somebody just last week and she wants more open space in her schedule. So I, I suggested to her that she goes in 
two hours later one day or leaves two hours earlier one day during the week and literally she just looked like deer in headlights and I was like what's what's the issue with that and she literally said I don't know how my office manager is going to handle this and I was like you're the business owner what do you mean and she wanted to use that time to exercise for herself and do something for herself each week because she's working so much and so we're trying to reduce her work hours but she's like I just it's like the conversation with her office manager with this was the scariest thing to her And so we had to spend some time working on that. But this fear of our employees is not serving us. It's because most of us in healthcare are massive people pleasers. And we want want everyone to be happy at the expense of ourselves. Now, if it's at someone else's practice that you're working at, you get to choose to leave if you want. You don't actually have to stay. Again, if you're choosing to stay, then know your reasons and don't expect the other person to change. My advice is to learn how to be happy in the situation that you're in and get some practice dealing with a difficult person because chances are there will be someone else in your place of work at some point, which will be difficult. And when you have the skill of dealing with a difficult person, it's going to be so helpful for you. Every time this person walks into the office, think of it as an opportunity for you to learn a new skill that will be helpful for you and your future. Let that person be who they are and decide how you want to respond. I always look at people when they make bizarre comments to me or what I think is a bizarre comment. And I literally make it a circumstance in my life. Like this person said X, Y, and Z to me. Okay. So like, for example, when I was pregnant with my first baby, I had someone tell me that I had no idea how to have a business. So I should just get rid of it, especially now that I'm having a baby. And instead of being upset about this or being surprised by it, I actually just was like, okay, so this is what this person said. That is a fact. That's what they said. And then I asked myself how I wanted to be in that moment and how I wanted to think and feel and respond in that moment. I actually thought that it was pretty funny because my business does way better than that person's business. Um, And I mean, regardless of comparing, I just, I love my business and everything about it and what I've created. So for me, I just thought it was like so funny that this person thinks so poorly of me without knowing any of the actual facts, but it is what it is. And I was just like, how do I actually want to respond in this moment? Like, how do I want to feel? How do I want to think about it? It's always good to zoom out and distance yourself from what's happening and look at the big picture, right? So it's like one of my other clients had an issue with her staff scheduling things incorrectly. And basically one of her patients had to wait an hour to be seen. And she wasn't willing to do half-assed work on the patient that was currently in her chair. And her staff was literally freaking out trying to blame everyone and trying to blame her as the doctor and the business owner, even though she didn't schedule it. And they spent so much time trying to figure out who booked it this way, who scheduled it this way and why it was done like that. And I was like, but why? Like this was all happening behind the scenes instead of taking care of the patient that's actually waiting out in the waiting room. They were so focused on like who scheduled it this way. So it's like, but why? Why are you trying so hard to figure out who did it What is that going to do? What are you going to do? Actually like scold the person that did it? No, it's not helpful. What's helpful is using this as a reminder to have a better protocol in your office for checking your schedule ahead of time and meeting with the team to make sure that they understand how to schedule patients and having meetings with them to let them know how you want them to handle situations like this in the future. Because in healthcare, it is inevitable that a patient may have to wait again. So you do your best to create protocols so that the patients don't have to wait, right? But then if a situation occurs, 
and the patient is actually waiting, you have to have a protocol of how to manage the situation, right? And how people should be managing themselves, how to like how the employees need to handle it and manage themselves during the situation, right? Not running around and asking a bunch of people and pulling the doctor out of the room with the patient like multiple times to discuss it and talk about it because at the end of the day, it's just delaying the doctor doing the treatment, right? And the patient that's in the chair fully deserves 100% of the doctor's attention, right? That's that person's appointment. They are in the middle of treatment and they deserve 100% of the care and 100% of the doctor's attention. So pulling the doctor out of the room 100 times to talk about this is not helping. So put some distance between you and the situation and think about the big picture. Now listen, we are all humans. We all have feelings. Some days we're more tired, we're more stressed, we have more anxiety. And so we react in ways that we don't necessarily want to always react or we let things get to us when they shouldn't. Totally normal. Don't judge yourself for it. But here's something that is really helpful that you can try. If I know someone is difficult, I literally watch them as if they are a zoo animal. And here's why. Actually, I shared this with a coaching client and she asked me what kind of zoo animal. And I said, probably a monkey because monkeys are interesting to watch. I mean, an elephant or a giraffe just kind of sits there and they're really cute, but a monkey moves around a lot, makes a lot of noise. So you can choose your zoo animal. Here's why looking at people as if they're zoo animals is so amazing because we don't judge zoo animals. We don't say, oh my God, why did that monkey just sit in front of me and scratch its armpit or its private areas? Or why did the monkey just urinate in front of everyone? We just watch them and we're just fascinated by them, right? So when I have someone difficult that I'm dealing with, I watch them from the lens of a zoo animal. I don't judge them. I'm curious and fascinated by them. It feels so different. I don't want them to be different than they are. I don't watch the monkey and then question everything that it does. I watch the monkey with so much curiosity. I don't even analyze it. I just watch it, right? Waiting to see what it does next. And I'm not really surprised by anything. I don't feel offended if the monkey picks up feces and throws it at the window, right? I mean, I I might think it's gross, but I'm not really judging the monkey. I'm like, oh, I guess just monkeys just do that, right? And I don't, I just don't judge the monkey. I just watch it. And that makes all the difference, the lack of judgment and being in full curiosity and being fascinated by them. So when someone is quote unquote attacking you about the paper that you're using or what you're doing or what you're not doing, or just making things more difficult in the workplace than you feel that they should be, just start looking at them as if they're a zoo animal. Let them be as they are. Let them be who they are. Say what they want to say and look at it as a fantastic opportunity for you to develop a new skill. Give yourself some grace when you need to and when you have human reactions and when you get upset about certain things. But then let that be a reminder to you to take a step back and watch that person as if he or she is a zoo animal. All right, my friends, that is it for today. I hope that you found this a little bit entertaining and also very helpful. I know that this could be an episode that you can constantly come back to if you're dealing with someone in the workplace who feels difficult. Funnily enough, you could actually apply this to your personal life. You can apply this to patients in a way, right? But again, patients, whole different topic and how you handle them. Um, but just remember the zoo animal and thing works great. All right, my friends, I'll talk to you next week. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan. Download your free Instagram guide for healthcare professionals at www.dryazdan.com forward slash Instagram guide. 
If you'd like to reach out to Dr. Yazdan, you can do so on Instagram at Dr. Yazdan. That's D-R-Y-A-Z-D-A-N. Till next time. 